Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to Security and Secure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. Joining me this week, it's my first returning guest to Security and Secure. Yes, two years into the podcast, I finally found someone who actually wants to come back. Okay, everyone wants to come back, but I'm just too busy to speak to everyone, obviously. I mean, you know. He was on episode 7, really early on, so this podcast has completely changed since then, I'd like to think. I'd like to think my interviews got better, I'd like to think that my guests have gone through more experiences since last time and used what their responsibility and their role in the world has made a change for them. Talking about changes, don't forget we're on Instagram, Security and Secure Podcast, where you can find me, and don't forget as well to please rate subscribe and share the podcast because that is where you'd have found the original episode of my guest on episode seven dr marcel somerville yes he isn't actually a doctor but i like to still call him a doctor it's what i happened when i first met him i was paging marcel he was on love island season three he came out the villa he became my best friend and he joins me back on the podcast again hello dr marcel what's going on johnny i i what an intro what an intro i must say bro well, what can I say, my friend? What can I say? So this is really weird because two years on, you're an actual adult. <laughs> yeah, literally, life has life has changed a lot in the last two years. I've got a fiance, I've got a baby on the way. I had a near death experience. It's all been it's all been pretty crazy for me, you know, Jay. It scared me so much when I saw the news that you were in hospital with COVID, and we were texting at the time. And I thought, oh, my God, please don't. And I remember the walk so clearly where I stopped, saw the article, texted you straight away, was like, are you going to text back because you're in hospital? Am I ever going to hear from you? Am I going to wait to see it on the news? And then what does that mean? I was like, oh, honestly, mate, I feel for you. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Like, obviously, obviously, like, um, it, like back in June, I got rushed into hospital. Luckily, I didn't have the COVID, but obviously, I got diagnosed with, with diabetes type 1. So it was it was a very very intense situation i've never been in the hospital before the only time i've been to hospital is for like visiting my sister when she had my nephew and all that kind of stuff so to actually be that actual person being admitted into hospital and like especially during the pandemic when i'm by myself in it it was literally like no family no one could visit me it was it was a proper scary 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 moment of my life 
Mate, I feel for you so much. I feel for you so much. So we're going to talk about the diabetes. We're also going to talk about you being a dad, upcoming yep. fatherhood, because I think that's very, very interesting. But I think, first of all, we've got to kind of bring the story up to scratch. Obviously, you're on my podcast two years ago. It was a year after Love Island. The world has changed yep. massively since then. How's it changed for you personally, though? I think for me, I've been in a relationship for for about a year. I think it's a year and six months now. So it's during that time I've found a girl that I really like. She's moved in. We're like we're like in love and like literally we're get, we're we're about to we're about to start a family and it's just literally my life. I feel like I'm I feel like I've grown up. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I think I still, like 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 the last time I was on the show I would have still been been like in my start after relationship Marcel phase. Do you know what I mean? When you're when you're just like trying to focus on yourself and trying to get yourself back into a good space. I think I did that and then by doing that I I kind of like gave myself the opportunity to to meet someone new and then meeting that person and that person being so right for me it's just everything's just kind of like clicked into place in a way exactly and that's the thing that obviously brings up to now so as you said in june you were diagnosed with diabetes that's just a startling thing because suddenly your life changes but it's not that you suddenly become that you're almost got a disability in the world and your environment changes it is literally down to the way you eat the way you produce yourself so why do you think you were diagnosed with it because usually there's a bit of a trigger in your body getting diagnosed during the pandemic with diabetes type 1 people say um, um, there's a there's a lot of things that say that it can either be brought on by trauma by stress or or by something that just triggers you do you know what I mean so i think potentially because of the whole pandemic and me having to change my whole pattern of life because i was very like I, I was always out i was always doing something i was always working to go from that to being locked down being enclosed in one space i think maybe that has some kind of impact on me getting it it was very strange how it kind of like just like it, it, it seemed like it was a two-week period when it went from when i started feeling a bit tired it just sped up to like me losing loads of weight i was going to the toilet all the time the four symptoms of being a fat one diabetic and that's basically um you get thinner they're called the four t's so you get thinner and you get thirsty you go to the toilet a, a lot more and you get tired so like all of these things it all it all kind of like like all hit me in like a two-week period time out by, by, by the time I'd, I'd gone to the doctors I didn't even get to go to the doctors because of the pandemic I had a phone consultation so he, he put me for a blood test and the day after the blood test is when I actually had the DKA which is basically diabetic ketoacidosis, which basically means that because your body's not producing enough insulin, your body starts creating ketones, and in turn, the ketones, if the count of ketones in your body gets too high, they turn your blood acidic, which is basically what was happening to me, which is why I nearly died. It was very much a shock, but there were just so many things happening in the world, and I think having to change how I was, because I was very active, I was always going to the gym, I was being there, being able to keep in shape, and I feel like being on lockdown, it kind of like stops me from doing a lot of the things that I was doing before. So I think maybe that might have been one of the things that triggered it. hundred percent agree with you. And when you do get diagnosed, your diet completely has to change. How did you find that change and what did you do straight away? Do you know what? Um so like so so on getting out of the hospital, um the doctors kinda like give you like a brief breakdown of how you're gonna be like dealing with dealing with life down forward because I've got to do injections before I eat any food. I'm gonna to have to test my blood every time I want to eat eat a main meal just to like make sure that my blood sugar is not too high or not too low. And it's basically in turn you've got to count the carbs that you're eating. So you need to balance your in the insulin that you take balances out the carbs that you eat. So it can be very stressful. Being diagnosed diagnosed with with, with pattern, pattern diet, you have to make 180 more choices a day than a normal person would. 
because you've got to think about your blood, think about what's going into this food, how much is in that food, and like, and then kind of like, there's so much, so much to think about. There's so much more to think about and so much more to manage. But I think I've kind of got into a into a routine of managing things because there are some really good apps and and, and technology that that can kind of help you with managing it. Because um, there's one app that I use called Quinn, and it's basically an amazing app. It basically tells you when your insulin's running out when you need to top it up, how much insulin you need to take with certain foods. And it just basically becomes like a diabetic nurse. Obviously, I've got a diabetic nurse now. It's basically having someone who, who knows everything about diabetes and insulin, like basically on your phone. And it basically just helps you manage your day a lot easier than, than you would if you didn't have an app. The amount of choices you need to make, it can get very stressful. So having something that kind of assists you, it just kind of like makes things a lot easier to balance. That must be also really stressful. The fact that you've got to keep going on your Quint app all day and night and making sure before you do anything, is this okay? Is this okay? And with your fiance, is she eating okay? And does she feel a bit guilty that, oh, I want to have a big bit of cake? And you're like, oh, I kind of can't because I'm going to die if I have it as well. That must lead to a bit of anxiety for yourself. Do you know what? Like, I'm a very chill person naturally. I think the thing with the app is it, it basically once you've kind of like used it quite a bit and you kind of like know what what goes into things you start learning from what apps from that from 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 what the apps told you previously and it basically just kind of like makes it easier for, for you to like think back to like so say for instance i ate one dish on last monday and then i'm going to have it again on tomorrow or today or whatever it is like like you can literally go back and look on your app and basically be like oh like this is what happened when i had this food, I had to take this amount of insulin. It basically just kind of like something that, that that you can just refer to instead of having to like recount the carbs and re guess your insulin and all that kind of stuff. It's basically there to assist you. Obviously, it, it doesn't make all the decisions for you, but it's just there to kind of assist you with it. But in regards to my relationship, my girlfriend's been, well, my, my fiance's been absolutely amazing. She's been so supportive and she's been so helpful in um, in making sure I'm on top of things. And I think I, I think in a relationship that's that's kind of what you what you need your partner to be like. Do you know what I mean? They need to be there to like have your back when. So if there's days when I'm when I'm feeling a bit like feeling a bit of anxiety or feeling a bit down or whatever it is, she's always there to kind of like pick me up and and and, and it's vice versa. When I first came out, I was very there was a lot of anxiety going around because I was very much like oh my days, my whole life is changed, isn't it? Like I've got to like think about everything I do now. But now I've, I've kind of got to a point where I'm very much like. I feel like I'm in control of everything. I've kind of like said to myself, you know what, like you're about to have a son, you need to be on job, you need to make sure that you're on top of your stuff because you need to focus your energy on, on, on him so when he comes, you can give him the the dad that you want to be, do you know what I mean? Like I can be the dad that I want to be with my son because I can't let, let like me having an illness affect how I am with my son, do you know what I mean? Like I need to be on, on, on job. 46% experienced depression, 50% seen increase in fatigue. 55% have anxiety and that's just shocking numbers these are all more or less half half of the people that were researched by yeah. Quinn but this happens what's your advice to those that do feel that bit of anxiety or stress when it comes to being diagnosed with diabetes indeed to begin with do you know what like one thing one thing I've learned since since, since I've been diagnosed there are the, the diabetic community especially the type 1 community there's so many people there to support you. Diabetes UK, they've I've done quite a bit of quite a bit of work with them over the past few um, past few months. They're on job. 
JDRF are on job as well because like there's so many there's so many people you can reach out to and even on Instagram the the community on Instagram is absolutely massive so if you ever feel anxious or you want to talk to someone there's people you can reach out to to um to to kind of help you through it and one thing I'd say like everyone's going to be different everyone's going to deal with deal with deal with like um, diabetes differently. But for me, one of the, one of the things that, that really made it easy for me was speaking to all of my friends and just like letting them know exactly how everything works. So if you're ever around anyone and, and you're feeling like, oh, you don't want to pull your injection out and do your injection in front of people or whatever it is, make people around you aware so you don't need to feel self-conscious about it or, or feel like you've got to hide the fact that you've got diabetes. Having diabetes is, yeah, you've got it for, for, for the rest of your life, but at the same time, you can literally live a very, very normal life. You just need to need to just focus your energy on manage, managing the, the illness and, and, and making it work for you as best as you can. Like for me, I was very much, I need done a bunch of research, got the apps that I needed, done all the research, the foods that suit me. Like I've gone from eating ice creams and all that kind of stuff to eating like sugar-free jellies, but I love sugar-free jelly now. Like it's, 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 it's finding ways to adapt your life in order to make your life more comfortable and easier. As you said, you spoke to Diabetes UK, and people can call them any time just to ask a question. What type of questions should people be calling about that they're sometimes a bit too scared to ask? Because there's always that fear of, "Oh, my question's not good enough. I'm not going to give them a call." Do you know what? Like, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any questions that they wouldn't be be happy to answer. Like everyone, like I said, everyone is different. Everyone's going to be experiencing diabetes in different ways you know what i mean if you feel like you need to speak to someone or you feel like you need to like find out find out any ways that that you can make your life easier because like they're on hand they're literally on hand and they're very very they're super helpful just reach out to anything any question well that was the bad bit that came this year and this year's been that weird year and it's where you appreciate everything this year rather than looking for something new you're appreciating everything so for yourself it was all very much about appreciating your body the food that you eat 2021 then comes along and you are about to become a father which is incredible and it's really good for you to go well look this is the life i've lived this is what i want my children to live and this is how i want to change the upbringing for them based on my experiences so firstly what were your experiences like growing up for me my experiences like i'm very i'm a very much a family i'm very much a family guy and like my mom and dad are still together like my sister she's back and forth between here and barbados but she spends a lot of time more she spends more time in barbados but when we're all together we're, we're very much a family and i think i think for me the thing that i want to kind of emulate because my mom and my dad they i feel like they're great role models that's the kind of that's the kind of family that I want to have. I want to be two parents together for the rest of their lives, super happy kids. I want to have like three kids. I want to like I want to just have positive energy just flowing through my house, just all love all the time. Because I think I think bringing uh, bringing a child up and and letting them know that they're loved is one of the most important things in the whole entire world. Because that's how, that's how I felt growing up. I felt like I was very much a loved child. Like like I always got support in anything I wanted to do. Like whether it was me sprinting, whether it was me wanting to do music, a lot of parents will be like, "Oh, like you can't do music. You need to be a plumber, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. You need to get a trade." And I, I was always supported into the things that I wanted to do. And like, luckily that I attempted to do, I did quite well in. So I got quite far with with the things that I chose to do. Just being a supportive parent, being caring, letting them know that they can always come to you. I don't want to be like a dad when there's some parents who who are very like parenty. Like I want to be my son's best friend you know what i mean that's that's what i want to be obviously i want to be his dad but i want to be 
someone that he can always come to and talk to about anything that he needs to talk to. That's me, Dr. Marcel, but I'll be Daddy Marcel. <laughs> Just don't let all the girls hear you go. Can I speak to Daddy Marcel? Um, <laughs> is there anything in your childhood that you'd change for your children? Because, like, for me, for example, I was given a TV in my bedroom when I was seven years old, and I was on the third floor in this new house, and I feel like I kind of isolated myself away. I kind of thought, well, hold on, I've got a TV in my room. I don't need to be downstairs. And then when I was 12, I got a computer in my bedroom. And therefore, I really didn't need to go downstairs. So I went downstairs to make my dinner because I would cook myself. And I'd take it back to my room and I'd be in my room all afternoon and all night. And then I'd wake up and I'd go to school and come back and isolate myself away again. And I think it was really damaging to some of the traits that I've got now, although... In the past year, I've changed things. So, for example, I eat at the table now, not in my bed or not on the sofa. Mm. And I, there's a couple of little things I've adapted. But is there anything that you would change for yourself? I think I got a TV in my room when I was, I think I must have been 12 or 13. So so, so roughly around the same time as you. But I don't know. Like, I think I was always very, that got me into sports. I was, I was doing cricket. I was playing tennis. I was trying to do like I was, I was trying to do all the sports because my dad was always watching sports, so I kind of got into that. So I was always very much like I oh, like going up to my mates, go and play football down the park and all that kind of stuff. So I was very active, but at the same time, I did have the I was very much into my PlayStation and and and, and into my computers as well. I very much want to emulate how my my dad's parent is like me and my sister because I think I think the way that they did it was was really well. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I feel I feel like like they've done a really good job. Because like me and my sister, we both got manners, we both both got ambitions and all that kind of stuff. So it's like very much, I don't know, I, I feel like we're really rounded, like me and my sister. Marcel Somerville there on Security Institute. If you like what you heard, please do rate the podcast, like the podcast, subscribe to it. If you how diabetic and you thought oh i don't know what to ask please do check out diabetes on the nhs website nhs.uk and there's diabetes information there or there's the diabetes.org.uk organization as well you've been listening to security and with me johnny seafoot thank you and goodbye was that all right mate that was perfect brother amazing mate have a lovely evening you too man take you care too. mate always, you soon. always mate speak to you soon bye Marcel Somerville from Love Island there. If you, Marcel Somerville from Love Island there. If you're affected by what you've heard and you've got diabetes and you want a bit more advice, go to diabetes.org.uk. I've been Johnny Lee Seifert. You've been listening to Security and Security. If you've liked what you've heard, rate the podcast, subscribe to it and share it with your friends and let everyone know it's okay to not be okay. And then go on Instagram, Security and Security Podcast is where you can find me. There's all the information there all about us that's where you get your teasers and your inspirational quotes every single day i've been johnny seaford thank you so much for listening until next time thank you and goodbye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 